Living Adventurously is brought to you in partnership with Kamut, the route planning and navigation app that helps you make the most of your outdoor adventures. Whether you're cycling, hiking, running or bikepacking, Kamut's easy-to-use technology will get you out the door and exploring more of the great outdoors. You can see where I've been exploring by checking out the highlights of my journey on Kamut. Just follow the link in the show notes. My name is Alistair Humphreys. I set out on a bicycle journey around Yorkshire to speak to interesting, ordinary people who, in very different ways, are making an effort to live adventurously. I wanted to talk about what they do, about the barriers they've faced along the way, and to seek their perspective on some of the big questions that all of us encounter in our lives. Welcome to Living Adventurously. <laughs> I've written here, needs intro music. Um, okay, here we go. Um... <laughs> Have a loop. I began my journey by cycling out of Middlesbrough, right up in the very top northeast right-hand corner of Yorkshire. I cycled along the old post-industrial landscapes of the Teesdale Way out to the coast and slept on the beautiful cliff tops there above Saltburn. And the next morning I turned back inland and cycled back towards Middlesbrough to meet Claire, the first person I was going to interview on my ride. My ride is just starting. I've never interviewed anyone like this before. So I wasn't really sure what to expect as I arrived at Claire's house. Um, she'd never been interviewed before. It's just 24 hours into my ride. But it was a good start because Claire baked me flapjack and then she took me out to the local park to show me the birthplace of the explorer, Captain Cook, just a couple of hundred metres from where we had our chat. I was interested to sit down to talk to Claire about learning to commit to a direction about the way she gets out of busy life to go climb hills and swim in rivers, about her return to university studies and adapting to a new career as an occupational therapist in the NHS after many years spent roaming and dabbling in different things. And I wanted to ask Claire how a busy 27-year-old woman like her makes the effort to remember to live adventurously in amongst the rush and bustle of busy daily life. Right. Um, hello. This is the first time I've ever recorded a podcast. Literally just taking it out of the box and press go. And of course, need to start the podcast with a major hard-hitting celebrity interview. <laughs> so would you like to introduce yourself? Um, yeah, my name's Claire. I live in Martin in Middlesbrough. And I've thought that it would be great to meet Alistair to talk about living adventurously. Well, the, the reason I wanted to meet you is because you're not a hard-hitting celebrity, which is exactly <laughs> what I want to do. I want to try and find normal people living interesting lives. And you live 200 metres away from where Captain Cook was born. Great Yorkshire adventurer. Um, and that seemed like a good, good place to start. So what is your... What's your day job? 
My day job is I'm a student. I'm training to be an occupational therapist. And do you enjoy it? I do. I love it. I love working with people and I love the flexibility and variety that we have as occupational therapists, the kind of people we work with. Okay, but when when you first got in touch with me, one of the things you said was that uh, you sometimes find it hard to be stuck indoors. So oh, yeah. How have you... How have you uh, what have you done about being stuck indoors? Yeah, so being a student means lots of time in the library or working in a hospital. Um, so basically, every bit of free time I get, I try and get outdoors. Um, thanks to the concept of micro adventures, I get I try and do um, overnight camps when I can, find a hill somewhere and camp on it. Um, I love wild swimming, so I'm. Um, I swim down in the River Tees, just down the road, whenever possible. Not in the bit where there's loads of pollution and industry, but some nice bits further down, and in the sea when I can. Yeah, um, and you were out last night. I was out last night. Yeah, yeah. I camped up by Rosebury Topping. Um, yeah, just wild camp with a beautiful view between Rosebury Topping and Captain Cook's monument, and the stars were out. I saw a shooting star. Um, it was a gorgeous night. Practicing what you preach, that's a good thing to do. Um, you also told me that you uh, struggle a bit with trying to do too much in life because life is so amazing and you want to go here and there and do this and see this and do that. So how do you go about trying to find some sort of balance between work and play, earning money, being with your friends, balance? <laughs> I find balance really hard it's something I'm really working on um but I am a bit too excited and enthusiastic about life and <laughs> lots of my friends and family would tell you that um yeah as I have a part-time job to see me through my studies so I have money um I I'm a, I'm studying a lot of my time um I volunteer. I've obviously got friends that I want to see a lot. I've got a boyfriend and my family live far away and I'm all about adventuring. So basically there's not enough hours in the day to do what I want to do. Um, but I just, this year I've tried to prioritise, um, which is unfortunately studying is my priority, but I, whenever I've got a bit of free time, I do try and get out as much as possible and make sure that I go for a swim once a week and that keeps my, keeps my head straight as much as possible and so how the 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 idea of trying to get some sort of balance between living adventurously and not burning yourself out what, uh, are you how do you go about trying to get some sort of happy medium on that good question i'm still very much working on it um yeah, i think we all are <laughs> but I'm, I'm trying to learn to relax more um and sometimes it is nice to just stay in one place for a little bit rather than always be running about um and wearing myself down but i know that for me being in nature is like rejuvenating and even if i am tired one evening like last night i'd just finished work i'd, I'd finished a six-day week um and i was just like the sun's out i know this is gonna make me feel amazing if i go out tonight and then come back in the morning and and it did i mean i'm pretty tired now but it's just i suppose thinking about my week ahead if i have got a particularly busy week or a stressful um time ahead then just work out what my priorities are and just try and try and slow it down and i think it's always going to be in my nature to do lots because i like to make the most of time and make the most of my life but I'm just working on slowing it down a bit and just, just going at a steadier pace. I think that notion of trying to 
choose your priorities is an important thing, isn't it? Cause you, you can do anything you want, but you can't do everything. And what I've found is that trying to figure out the things that help keep me sane, so exercise, jumping in rivers, sleeping on hills occasionally, that to me doesn't feel like a luxury indulgence, but something that is necessary. Not mm-hmm. every day, but within certainly within the framework of, say, a month. Yeah, oh, definitely. My problem is I'd like to do it every day if possible. <laughs> but no, it is about working out what is actually feasible because I, I think I do a lot of self-reflection and I realise I'm very much like a big picture, big idea, idealistic type person. So I'm like, it's possible, even if it's to most people it actually isn't. So sometimes I stretch myself a bit too hard. Um, but yeah, it's just trying to find that balance and I suppose we're all working on that. Yes, we certainly are. So um we we talked earlier about some of your travels you've traveled a lot you've spent a year in mexico you've traveled around the philippines all all over the world you've been on uh like a typical enthusiastic person of wanderlust but you also told me that you've started to travel closer to home can you tell me why you've started to travel close close to home and what you've noticed from it yeah, so just from time abroad and being really far from family and things, I suppose I, I realised I've seen all these amazing places around the world, which have left me, you know, memories for a lifetime, but I've not actually seen close to home. And I thought if I'm really a traveller and really an adventurer, then surely you've got to know your own home country as well um, and what's what's on your doorstep. So I've kind of made it my mission over the last four years since I got back from Mexico to actually just get outside and and see what's there so I spent a lot of time in Scotland and Ireland um, and where I'm from originally Devon and the West Country and I moved up to the north east of England to here Middlesbrough last year so I just basically just try and get out and no matter the weather just see what beautiful places around and and see what's what's out there to explore because there's there are so many places it's unbelievable what what we've got here yeah it takes going all the way around the world to realize all the things near to where you are isn't it um so tell me about your um the trip you did around ireland what and the impact that had on you um yeah i'd spent about a year working in ireland as an outdoor instructor and then i had a few months to kill basically before i was going to start university to do my masters um and i thought what can i do with this time and i left it to the last minute and then i decided i'm just gonna go over to the west coast of ireland and see where it takes me i didn't really do any planning um, i just took my tent um and i decided i'd go most of the way by hitchhiking wherever I could go basically and I'd never I'd hitchhiked a bit before but not much um so that was pushing my boundaries a little bit um and I just found so many amazing places I ended up um going from Galway on the west coast all the way around to Belfast um so it's kind of like half the circumference of Ireland um, and just just the people I met, the the place I saw, it absolutely blew me away. And this was October, November time. Um, and despite like the fact that winter was coming, um, just the autumn colours were incredible. And it was almost more special because it was out of the tourist season and people were surprised to see me out travelling and really intrigued by why someone might be hitching along the West Coast at this time of year. Um, I'm, I'm glad to hear that these traveling and adventuring close to home has been having a 
an impact on you? Because one of the reasons I'm doing this bike ride around Yorkshire now is to try and figure out the idea of home and what what home means and traveling close to home. So what what does the word home mean to you? What's it convey to you? Good question. Thank you. <laughs> um, home, when you said home, I saw rolling hills and the word Devon just popped into my head. Um, growing up, I was always all about escaping, going as far as I could. Um, growing up in the countryside, it's a bit like that. You just want to go to the cool places and be able to go to the cinema without driving an hour and a half um but it was it was leaving that made me really appreciate what is close to home and um you know it's home is family friends that place that you feel like you can be fully yourself but also the landscape that you love and you just that yeah that just feels close to the heart I suppose um yeah Devon is a seriously nice place isn't it it is Long way from where you are, having a new home at the moment. Okay, time for a uh, time for a big question. Uh, what's your favourite cheese? Good question. I love cheese. Do you? Yeah. Okay, I just made that I've up. I've got too many, too okay. many favourite oh, cheeses. Okay. Oh dear, I've asked that question of a cheese lover. <laughs> Halloumi, okay. Halloumi mozzarella. Oh, I'll keep it at these two. Okay, another big question for you. What would the eighty-year-old version of you? advise you to do with your life that's a great question um probably to slow it down and just go with the flow enjoy life and are you doing that i'm working on it what's getting in the way too many exciting things to do at one time it's a pretty nice and and the stresses of modern life okay so when I, when I came up with this idea of doing this, what I thought I'd do is try and find some questions that I'm finding uh, that I think are quite interesting, then stick them in a deck of cards and uh, put them over to you to just take a card and give me your wisdom. So you've got a pack of playing cards from the top. Oh. If you had asked your childhood self who you thought you would be now, would you measure up... And what three things would your younger self be proud of? Wow. That, that almost makes me feel a bit emotional, that. <laughs> I think... I think childhood me was a little little explorer. Who, it, I, was, I was very shy as a child, and I think I wanted to... Yeah... I think I would measure up because, yeah, I now I'm I'm a lot more confident and I've done a lot of the things that I've wanted to do. So I think my childhood self would be quite proud. Um, what three things would your younger self be proud of? Saying the people I've met have contributed so much to who I am as a person. So the fact that I've actually gone out there and put myself out and met such wonderful people and made such good friendships and connections um the places some of the places i've been quite proud of um exploring especially closer to home and finally yeah finding finding a path that i want to live i'm working on it but i'm getting there so i think i would have been proud that i'm, that I'm on the path i think you're doing pretty well because your eight-year-old self 
you seem to be heeding her advice and your younger <laughs> self's quite pleased with you, so you're going quite well. Okay, next card. Oh, they were deep, those. What is stopping you from living a more adventurous thing? Probably just working a job and being at university and thinking about boring university things like dissertations. Um, but but I try. I think it's like we said, it's all about balance. So I think you're doing pretty well on that yeah. count. You're squeezing it in, squeezing in a lot, I think. <laughs> Next. Oh, I love these questions. What's what's your favourite failure in life, and why was it important? In loads, just have to think. <laughs> mm. I suppose <laughs> some people would see that me um, jumping about between over the past ten years, I've probably had seven different career paths, six or seven, um, and people are like always like, "Oh, Claire, what are you doing? When are you going to settle down?" What? you know, what you're doing with your life. And I have gone in all these directions and, and I have stopped not not committed to things for very long, but I've now found the place I want to be. So by making those wrong turns and going in funny directions all the time, it's actually taught me who I am and where I want to be. And if I hadn't tried those things, then then I wouldn't be where I am now and I wouldn't be, yeah, on the right path that I think I'm on. I think it's really hard trying to make choices of where you want to go in life because you have no idea firstly where the end destination is and you have no idea what you'll be like in 10 years from now is it and I think quite often people get paralyzed by thinking oh well I need to make a decision now that'll be the right one 10 20 30 40 years from now which is impossible I think Mm -hmm. so I think I think you're doing the right thing of just choosing the path that feels right now Mm -hmm. you don't know what the destination is but You're choosing these paths for the right reason. Hopefully you'll end up where you want to be. Yeah, I'm bound to change my mind in a few years. But right now, <laughs> this is good, so yeah. I'm happy. Well, I uh, I asked you about that because you're an occupational therapist or training to be. Yeah. And I already got a sense that you like to uh, change direction quite often. <laughs> but you seem to think you're set on this one. Yeah, yeah. This brings together random things that I've done over the last few years and things that I love doing and I, I feel that there is a way to bring it all together in the long run it's just you've got to work work in certain directions to get there interesting isn't it how you do these random different things in life which at the time seem totally different but each is exciting and you're mm-hmm. interested and curious about but they do seem a bit disconnected and then eventually the jigsaw unfolding ah that's how that these pieces do fit together yeah, exactly. And it's it's just about being aware of that and linking them in. Because, yeah, I think we are, everything can be connected. It's just, yeah, working out what's right for you. And take another card. Oh, yes, please. Oh, <laughs> tell me about the last time you climbed a tree or swam in a river or watched the sunset from a hilltop. So like Alistair just mentioned earlier, last night I went up and I camped up by Roseby Topping and watched the sunset and I sat in the tree. I hung up my hammock and I sat in the tree. So yeah, yeah, sorry, I already answered that question. Yeah, that's a good one. It was last night. So what, what, what I'm, yeah, that's good. Yeah. I hope it's always quite recent. That's a challenge, isn't it? <laughs> I might not be next time. Yeah. <laughs> this one. Mm. 
What does living adventurously mean to you? Has that definition changed with time? What did it mean to you as a child? So, yeah, now living adventurously definitely means something very different to before. Um, now it is about just appreciating what we have, um, making the most of life, doing what you want to do, following your passions. For me, that's being outdoors, wild swimming more than anything, um, and camp camping up a hill somewhere. But, yeah, I suppose it's about challenging yourself and that, that could be small or big so yeah that definition when I was a teenager I thought living adventurously was traveling to Southeast Asia or South America um yeah which is what I did and I felt like I needed to do at that age but now I realize that that's not what I need to do it's it's what's meaningful at the moment I've, I've found it interesting myself to notice how the reason I asked that question is because my definition has changed so much over the last 20 years, but it took me quite a long time to accept that a, a changing definition of something doesn't mean that your earlier one was wrong. It's just mm -hmm. that you've well, hopefully shown that you've grown and progressed a bit. And yeah. certainly my early adventures were all based around trying to show how amazingly tough and macho I was. <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't be bothered with that anymore. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's, it's an evolving thing, mm. isn't it? Um, yeah. And again, and that again goes again to you. You have no idea what it will mean to you in ten or twenty years' time. Yeah, exactly. Probably something different, but that's not. It shouldn't be a reason to not do it mm -hmm. now, is it? It's really about yeah, doing what you love, and it might not always be the easy thing, but challenging yourself to get there, whatever that might be. I think. Okay. Next question. <laughs> what did you think that being aged? 27 what I am now what's going to be like what is it actually like um I, I remember being a, a teenager having a sleepover and saying to my friends oh do you think in 10 years we're going to be married and have kids by now it was probably about 16 then um so I suppose I thought maybe I thought that because that's what my friends were thinking of but I think deep down I knew I'd be a bit of a I don't like to follow the crowd and do what everyone else wants to do. So I had, I had no idea where I was going to be because I can never make my mind up. Um, what yeah. is life as a 27-year-old? <laughs> like? um, I think it's, it's about trying to find the balance and reflect on my life more and where I want to be maybe. Um, I suppose I didn't expect I didn't expect at all to go back to university um, but yeah it's always just my priority to make sure I'm doing what what makes me happy and yeah what, what's it like being a 27 year old woman trying to go out and have adventures good question well where I've moved recently it's people would see it as a bit shocking because <laughs> um, a lot of People in the area that I live in are settled down by now with with children. Um, so, so yes. Do they think you're a weirdo? Yeah, they think I'm a weirdo. <laughs> but, but yeah, I found people with similar interests, and then at the same time, I embrace it. People, you know, people still think it's interesting, even if I'm a weirdo. So, 
And does it bother you um, doing stuff that not everyone else is doing? So the notion of being a weirdo, does that bother you? <laughs> no. Or do you like it? Or does it, does it stop you? No, no. And the notion of being a weirdo doesn't stop me because I've always liked going against the tide a little bit and being a bit different. But what, does, what I do struggle with is when people don't do what they say they want to do. So... Um, if people are like, oh, I want to go to the beach and then just like, oh, I can't be bothered or, oh, I really want to do that. I'd love to go to China. Then I really struggle when people don't act on what they want to be doing. So people often say to me, oh, I'd love to go out and camp somewhere or I'd love to go on a bike ride or go wild swimming. But yeah, I, I'm quite interested in finding out people's motivations behind things and and it's almost like... Um, it's, it's a bit of a mission for me to help people to achieve what, what they say they want to do. So what is it that's stopping these other 27-year-old women who are <laughs> going to do these things that they say, I'd love to do this, but... Because that's something I hear all the time. Yeah. And that's been one of the things that tipped me from going from someone who likes adventures into someone who started trying to write and do a debut podcast. Um, yeah is exactly that. I'd love to do this. I'd love to do this, but... And so what is it that stops... What's the but for the 27-year-old women you hang out with? Um, I think one thing is fear. Fear of trying something new. Not even just people my age. I know um, other, other people that I've met over the last five years or so who've said they'd love to do this and that, but it's it's been fear that stopped them getting out there. Um, thinking that it's they don't have the right equipment or they they they're just not the right kind of person for that, even if it's a massive dream of theirs. Um, oh, there was there was something else, but I've forgotten. Um, sometimes not having the similar kind of similar minded people around, um, it often takes someone who's doing something that you'd like to do to encourage you and get you out there before you do it alone because it's a massive thing to just be like for the first time I want to just go camp on that hill on my own when you don't know anyone in your area that's done it or none of your friends or family have ever done it so I think it's often people and and just that fear and lack of confidence and so then I'm interested to know your the question I'm going to ask you is how did how should they overcome that and get on with it and the reason i'm asking you that is because i'm often hesitant when, when people ask me how do i go sleep on a hill my instinct is shout oh it's so easy just go and do it and that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. the reason it's easy is because i've been doing it for 20 years of my life so and because i'm a man and um and you know basically everything for me is easy in terms of going to sleep on that hill so how do you encourage people not to not to literally sleep on a hill but these all of these things of i'd love to do this but the reason i was interested to talk to you um was because it was apparent that you seem to manage to overcome those barriers which we all have and get stuff done so what would be your advice to the uh, 27 year old women who are struggling with that i'd say break it down so it's not necessarily going and sleeping on a random hill it, if, if you wanted to go camp out try in your garden first or get a few friends around break, break it down into more achievable things basically in order to get there and look for groups in your area even if you don't know someone um there's bound to be someone around that's what I found here when I first moved 
um, I struggled to find people that were interested in similar things, but then I got involved in certain groups and then I realized, oh, there's loads of people, but you actually, you have to go out and look for them. So even if that's joining a Facebook group, so like the Adventure Queens Facebook group is amazing. Um, there's, there's loads of Facebook groups or meetup groups and seeing what other people are doing can inspire you to do that, but also think it's try and break it down into smaller, more achievable tasks. Yeah, that's a very wise answer. Thank you. Right, I think we've got time for one more uh, card. Hopefully it's a good one. Kind of said that earlier. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what advice can you give me so that I look back on my life with satisfaction rather than regrets? Oh, that's an excellent one. Advise me, dear Claire, <laughs> this guy you've never met before and you've kindly invited in for tea and flapjack on a Sunday on my bike ride. Oh, I feel like it should be the other way around. Um, just to follow your dreams and passions. I, I, that sounds super cheesy, but really find out what is meaningful to you. Find out what you're passionate about and what you love and gives you purpose. And do that. Find a way to do that. Even if it's just for 10 minutes every Monday, find a way to incorporate that into your life and spend time with the people that you love. Because it's all about people and love and connection, I think. Thank you very much. Claire, thank you for being my first ever podcast guest. I hope all podcast guests give me flapjack. One day you're going to be an international megastar from this podcast. I can feel it in my bones. Thank you very much. I hope so. Thank you, Alistair. This was fun. <laughs> I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Living Adventurously. There's show notes from every episode on my website, alistairhumphreys.com slash podcast. If you have enjoyed it, please take a screenshot of your phone and pop it up on social media or leave a review with your podcast provider. It makes a massive difference. Thank you very much. I teamed up with Kamut to make this podcast happen. In case you missed it, Kamut is an outdoor planning and navigation app that helps you explore more of the great outdoors. One of the many ways Kamut helps you have better adventures is with detailed route profiles. So, you've got your basic route in place with Kamut. Next step is to check the route profile. The profile displays the information you want to see, like the, the surface type, especially important if you're on a bike, and elevation profile, especially important for everyone, the ups and the downs. On a road bike, for example, that means you can anticipate the big climbs or ensure your adventure only includes tarmac, unless you want to spice it up and you want to suffer, in which case you can hunt for a gravel route or more single track. If you're hiking, you'll be able to see your elevation gain, as well as where on the route you'll need to push on to get through the uphills. Your very own outdoor experiences are waiting for you. Go explore more with Kamut. Head to kamut.com slash G and use the voucher code ADVENTUROUS to claim your free region bundle.